Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Sketchless Podcast, episode 11. One, one, I think. Oh my God, that is so cool. So, my name is James, and this is a true horror podcast by somebody who is actually really scared of horror, and that's me. Even though I'm scared of it, I still have a podcast about it because I love it. I love horror. I love spooky shit. Um, I'm actually in the midst of like moving houses, so I haven't been, um, yeah, I've just been really busy, but. I'm joined by a good friend of mine, Geordie. Hello. How are you? <clears throat> Immediately clears throat. I'm good. <laughs> so I'm so you're good. You're a bit unwell. Uh, look, unwell is one way to put it. I've just got like an ulcer thing in my throat. What does that mean? I like never drink. And then like I had a few drinks <gasps> and my throat was like, oh I'm no, yeah. not at all. Not happy so, um, <clears throat> yeah, that's it. I'm just out here praying it's not Corona, but I don't think it is. Look, I feel like you would know. You, I because think you it's know. quite severe if it is the... But also corona. apparently it's just like sneezing. Anyway, let's not get into it. Again, <clears throat> if you can hear this, the... the uh, sniffling. Sniffling. It's the dog trying to get in. She's a needy little thing and she just likes to be around people all the time. So if you do hear that, either A, it's um, because my new house is haunted or B, oh my God, it's the dog. But I'm hoping it's the latter. Great. <laughs> So, <laughs> the latter. <laughs> I thought you said the latter. The latter. The latter. Yeah, the latter. Um, yeah, the latter. Or it's um, the latter. So, Geordie, I know that you are kind of like me, um, but more extreme. <laughs> 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 like, you are a bit spooked about... Hate everything scary. Hate it all. Hate everything. Do you... I hate the dark. I hate it. Do you not sleep... Do you sleep with the lighter? I sleep in... Well, this, here's the thing. I'm a person of contradiction. So, hate the dark, but I can't sleep unless it's pitch black. Oh, what do you want from me? <laughs> Jesus. But, like, oh, you know. So, what do you do? I sleep pitch in black. pitch black. But you get scared. I get a little bit scared, but it's only if I've, like, watched something. Okay. That I'm, if I'm, like, not thinking about it, like, living my daily life, I don't think about scary stuff, like, at all. Okay. But yeah. then if I, like, watch anything, like, at all, even slightly sp- spooky, like, I'm done. Really? Do you know what I mean? Does well, what sense? like what scares you the most? Like, what are you scared of? Okay, I was thinking about this in the car on the way here. It's not like I'm actually kind of fine with like watching scary stuff. Like, I do not enjoy it, but like it doesn't. I don't know. It doesn't like set. It doesn't like send me or whatever. It's more that I'm scared of like the thought of scary stuff. Like, I'm scared yeah. of being scared. So I hate the feeling of like watching a scary movie. I hate that feeling. Like that is just like not my thing, and I just. I don't know. That, do you know what I mean? Does that make any sense? No, it being does. Scared, but no, I completely get it. Because, like, sometimes I get more scared to go to sleep because I think I'm going to be scared. Yeah, that and then I go literally. To sleep, like, oh, so I'm, I'm not, like, scared of, like, a witch coming to grab my big toe or anything. Because, like, I just know that, like, that's not <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah, how dare you? Like, I know that's not it. But I am. I hate the feeling of, like, being terrified. Like, it just... Yeah. So I'm more scared of, like... That's why I just reject all things that are, like, kind of scary for my life. Because then I just don't have that feeling. You know what I mean? But whereas if I go to the cinema and watch something scary, which I very rarely do, unless I know it's going to be good, um, I'm not, like, terrified while I'm watching it. It's just more the walking around after, like, walking in my car or something. That's that's when I'm, like, not okay. Do you mm. know what I mean? Yeah, no, I totally get that. So what what scares you in life? Like, what are the things that really, like, just really get you? Get, you? get to me, like, crime stuff, like, random okay. happening things. People just, like, following you down the street, all that stuff. I'm not really scared of supernatural or not scared of ghosts or anything like that. I do believe in it, though, because who am I? Who am I? 
Who are you? Know? you? Who am I to believe? Who am I to say there's nothing? You know what I mean? No, exactly. Like, we don't know <clears> anything. Who am I? We don't know anything. We don't know anything. So I'm not out here being like, ghosts aren't real. Yep. But I'm not scared of them because, like, if they're out here trying to do something, they would have done it by now. For sure. You, do, you, uh, do you know what I mean? Does that make any sense? Like, no, I'm does. in my big age of 22. Like, if they were going to, if they had something against me, it would have happened, I feel. I think so too. Like you would um, have seen something by now. But also, I see them all the time though. I see ghosts all the time. What do you mean? I see things all the time that aren't there. But like it's not, I won't see like a figure, but like I'll see, like, I don't know. I'll see like an energy, which sounds crazy, but like I'll see something there all the time. All the time when I'm, especially in my boyfriend's apartment building like all what? the time. Like I'll, I'll be walking up the stairs to go up to his, he lives on the like third floor or whatever. I'll be walking up the stairs and you know how you can like catch the next flight of stairs? Like the, mm. I'll, I'll see like something walk past or something <gasps> like an energy, but I'm not like, I see it all the time. So I'm like, okay. You just don't think about it. <clears throat> yeah. But, and you know how there's that thing, like when you sneeze, you're like walking through a ghost or whatever. Isn't like, it a ghost walks through you? A ghost walks through you or whatever. <clears throat> I'm like not scared of ghosts. I just yeah, think that they're there. I am. I'm terrified of them. I'd never want to see one in my life, but I'm gonna um do a ghost hunt soon which i've said oh my god the last I, see episodes. i would never yeah see, I see see ghosts all the time but i would absolutely never i really want to because i feel like that would piss off a ghost it would imagine if you're sleeping and i shouldn't like, say that to you imagine if, you're sleep- <laughs> imagine if you're like sleeping and someone's like hello like that would be oh it'd be so annoying like that's yeah. the same thing They're, and i feel really bad for ghosts because i wouldn't want to like pass on from this life you know, abandon my skin suit and then like have to keep on lip. Like I want to rest, you know? Mm. So I feel really bad for ghosts. Well, what, what's like, have you had, have you had any, not paranormal experiences, but anything like really fucking scary happened to you where like you've been in danger or is Um, anything you want to share? Not really. I was thinking about this. Not anything that I can really think of, to be honest. Never been close to dying? No. Lucky you. I know, which is insane. I, like, travelled for a long time, two years ago, but I don't know. I might be just completely oblivious, though, because I live my life in complete oblivion to everything, so I could have been near death, and I would have just been like, la, la, la. But you could also be really in tune with your intuition and be switched on in terms of, like... I think I'm pretty street smart and all that sort of crap, so I don't... Like, I'm pretty bad at driving, so sometimes that's a thing, but (laughs) when it comes to, like, actual real-life... Story, story, story. I don't have any. Amazing. Which is so boring. That's not boring. No, not at all. Well, that's not... You don't have to have a story. It's mostly just, like, we talk about the main story that I'll bring up later. Because, mm-hmm. um, obviously, I want your opinion on, on things. Like, you have good opinions. You have good <gasps> conversations. Oh, so. speaking of opinions, <gasps> I thought of something last night. Um, so, you know how I was saying I'm, like, scared of, like, real life stuff? Mm. Really scared of someone following me mm. around. But I was thinking, in this new age that we live in, with delivery drivers everywhere, I'm not getting taken because they're gonna see. <laughs> delivery rider's gonna see it happen, so I'll be fine. Wait, let's just rewind. <laughs> a delivery driver. They're everywhere. See. They're every where I where I am. Like, oh, where you are. Okay. In Potts Point you with in my general, boyfriend. I was like, wait, well, they're not. Everywhere. I'm just like, no one can take me because someone like Toby, who's delivering someone's locks, yeah. is gonna see it. Fair. So I'm fine. So there'll always be witnesses. I'm saying. like fine. Yeah, that's You'll why I like cities. Yeah, it's pretty, it's fairly like kidnap proof. Yeah, I'm like chill. Whereas like in Wollongong, you probably get kidnapped. Yeah, definitely. Areas. But yeah, 
Um, <laughs> so that's my... That's <laughs> so Tony's got your back. My theory on why Deliveroo was created. <gasps> it's like the birds, government, like government it's birds all thing. Got to do Deliveroo drivers are government yeah. robots yeah. preventing crime. Deliveroo. So you can quote me on that. Thank you so much. <laughs> Send your royalties. Yeah, definitely. I fuck, <laughs> you, Lord knows I need them. Honestly, we all do. Um, happy International Women's Day for the weekend. <gasps> Thank you so, so much. Uh, honestly, I think, like, it's <clears throat> one of my um, favourite days because mm-hmm. it makes me reflect on, like, my art and, like, what I have always been... Like, I've just always been surrounded by really strong women in my life. Mm-hmm. Like, my mum, my sister, my best friends. Like, I've just always been surrounded by women and Mm -hmm. so having a day where we can really highlight um powerful women is amazing yeah um how was yours it was fab what did i actually do i drove to newcastle and met my partner's grandma yeah powerful woman work (laughs) she was she looked powerful no more at 88 (laughs) not physically powerful not physically powerful but mentally beyond you know absolutely and then i spent my night time with heaps of local city Drag artists, Incredible. lots of whom are non-binary, trans women, all the rest, oh, work. Love, love that, that energy. That's the best way to spend it, in my opinion. Love it. Um, okay, so a couple of things as well before we get into a couple of stories. Mm-hmm. Um, a, I saw The Invisible Man. <gasps> oh, my God, I worked on pre-production for that. <gasps> what did you What did you do? So, hi, Fox Studios, how are you? Um, I just did, all I did was go in and... Not a single paycheck was received for me. This is all, like, free work. Uh, work experience. I just, like, set up their makeup truck. That's awesome. So I went in and, like, all the bloods and stuff, organised all the bloods that they'd need and things because, obviously, horror. There's a lot of blood. A lot of blood. A lot of dirts for that film dirt, as well. A lot of yeah. A lot of dirts um, and a lot of sweat. But you didn't get to see Elizabeth Moss, unfortunately. I didn't get to see. I got to see her wigs Thank and God. all the rest she of it. She had a wig. She had a wig, and I'm not sure what the artist was. So there was like, yeah, yeah, of course she had a wig. Of course. I thought, I thought she was just that. Well, just her hair. um, most most uh, depending on the film, I'm pretty sure she had a wig. There's oh. no other blonde character in it, was there? Couldn't tell you. Couldn't remember. There wasn't many. Ca- oh, and also very fun. I got to mark through the head makeup artist's script, so I read the whole script before oh, it came cool. out. So That's spoilers. Really cool. But well, yeah, really cool. I did see it. <laughs> Because it was filmed in Kayama. It was, um, in Aurora. Which is very close to here. And I I fucking loved it. I thought it was really good. Yeah, cool. Um, it's really well acted. Elizabeth Moss is next level. Oh, she's incredible. insane. Incredible. She's insane. Directed beautifully, shot beautifully. Um, it's just like one of oh, those yeah. thrillers that are just like a lot of fun. Like they're well, really fun to watch. It's so weird because when you, like I hadn't read many like horror scripts, really. Yeah. I've read heaps of plays and stuff, but. Reading through the script, I was like, oh, this is boring. It's boring. Because really? horror does not translate okay. well for when I... And when I say this, I mean a screenplay. Because it's so visual. And, it is very. And, the and music you took it... Well. Yeah, you take all that away. And I was like, oh, my God, this is, like, the most boring film I've ever read in my entire life. Well, honestly, there's a lot of the so best scenes happen when there's no dialogue. Yeah, of course. It all happens with... Of course. Um, you know, Elizabeth Moss has a beautiful... A way of just, like portraying fear and grief and like she's yeah, just she's like fab, isn't she? oh god she's, she's so cool. good um although handmaid's tale i'm uh, this is the last chance i'll give it 
I've dropped off. I'm going to, yeah. which is bad. But, you know, Look. I love the first season. But even the second season for me, I was like, I, I've i got a really short attention span as yeah. well, especially for television series. So I dropped off. I was like, I'm done here. It's just dragging on. Drags on. And a lot of the scenes are very, I don't know. I haven't watched it in a really long time. So. Yeah, I don't know. I'm watching it literally just for Elizabeth Moss. And I'm like, if she, if the story doesn't progress past a certain point in this next season, I'm done. I'm moving on. Fair. I'm moving on. Um, I've given you enough hours of my time mm-hmm. and I've, uh, and I'm done. Fair. So, but under his eye. Under his eye. Uh, That's what I have to say. Um, under his eye as hell. Um, secondly, <laughs> Parasite. Oh, hi. Cause I, okay. Here's the tea. Yeah. Um, I only just started listening to this podcast of yours literally Recently. two days ago. Yeah, yeah. Because you know, when your friend does something and you're like, I'm the sort of bitch who will <laughs> not like do like when someone's like, you have to watch this. Like, I just won't. Yeah. It's um, like, in I'll your see own it. time. In your own time. In my own time. Yeah. It's like, I'll, I'll see it and just be like, oh, like next time or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. And I know that you had a thing, very proud of you, blah, blah, but I just wasn't going to get around to it. I totally I'm that bitch. That's fine. Until my gorgeous partner was like, just put it on. And he just put it on in the car and I mean, I was actually like hooked on it. It's one of those things, like podcasts as well for me. People like, listen to this podcast, listen to this podcast about this. And I'm like, ugh. All right. Yeah. It's very that. And also because I feel like podcasts are such a new media. Yeah. Yet there is so many goddamn podcasts. And if I have one more person tell me to listen yeah. to one and it's all very same, samey. Yeah. Like I can't listen to two more white per- people yeah. talking about married at first sight. Like I just can't. I can't, I can't do it. I don't have the space. No, I can't either. I, I need to have, I need a, a women in queer content. Yeah. Yeah. So I found really good and I've literally binged about 400 hours of it. Totally freaked myself out. Didn't sleep a mm. wink. But I listened to the Roxy one and you guys didn't like get into Parasite because you hadn't watched it, but that's fine. But I haven't listened to the second one, so I don't know if you talked about it. We didn't. But yeah. And also I'm out here. I'm going to say something that I don't know if it's controversial. I don't think it is. Spoil shit. I was in the car just like spoil it unless it's really recent. Okay. But things like The Sixth Sense, honey, it's like 20 years. If you haven't seen it, I'm so sorry. It's They're all fault. dead. Like that's <laughs> I just spoiled it for you. But do you know what I mean? Like I so just spoil. Well, parasite. I don't want to spoil. Parasite's no, no. Okay. Parasite's different, obviously. Invisible Man. I don't want to spoil. No, 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 no. Yeah. That's that's like different. okay. That's fair. I'll take but that one. But if yeah. it's like The Conjuring, it, oh, honey, yeah, like spoil it. if you haven't seen it by now, it's like you're probably not going to see it. That's two. Or the spoilers might sometimes spoilers spur me into watching something. That's two. That's that's true. that's two as well. That's two as hell. I mean, sick to me. Um, but well, parasite. Sorry, I'm not derailing your about parasite. But even if I didn't, I'm gonna talk about it again. No, you guys did, but you didn't like delve because Roxy hadn't seen it, so you didn't want to. I don't remember if we talked about it in the second episode. With Maybe Roxy. you did. I don't know. Even if we didn't, even if we did, I mean, I'm gonna talk about it again anyway. Yeah. Because please. it's one of those movies that I believe um, is probably not even exaggerating one of the best films of the 21st century. Mm-hmm. I think it is a masterpiece from start to finish. Mm-hmm. I think it's changed the way that we look at awards awards mm-hmm. for films because it's the first foreign language film to win a Academy Award for Best Picture, which is enormous. Incredible. And I think that it really just shows that films are really globalizing and genre especially because like horror and thrillers never really get nominated mm-hmm. because it's really rare. Mm-hmm. But Parasite just blends so many genres into mm-hmm. one. Like totally. 
from comedy to thriller to horror and it just goes back and forth. Like, did it scare you at points? Yes, but not in the ways that I was expecting because mm. I had been told that it was a horror or not horror, but like thriller. Yeah. So I was expected to be more like terrified, but I was more irked. Do you okay. know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. I, like part of the film, there is like you meet characters who are like less off than others. So the whole thing is about like a um, power dynamic between the, like the rich and the poor in yeah. Korea and how that that's like such a crazy different, the, the, what am I trying to say? That the economic divide is like so large. Huge. Um, and the characters, I can't like, I don't know how to speak about it without spoiling, spoiling. Yeah. Yeah. but, um, there was just characters that was just living in such dire circumstances. Yeah. And that is, those were the bits and the way that it was acted and it was irking. It was creepy. Mm. Like the guy with the banana. Yeah. Oh, dark. And like the, I can't look at, like, I've never been able to look at people eating bananas. Mm. But Even now cake, the cake scene when the boy's getting a cake from the fridge and then he looks down the, um, Oh honey. No. Yes. That was really like, uh, and the characters that I thought that I, so there's a really rich, Korean woman yeah. who's like runs a house or whatever. I thought I was going to really dislike her, but I really liked her. You like, there's, there's kind of a, you have a weird sense of, um, and you don't know who everyone. to like. Yeah. That's the point of, yeah. And the heart, like to me, the most like standout and incredible, um, achievement of the movie is that is the, the, the exact halfway point when everything changes, when, uh, the, door, when the doorbell rings and everything changes. So good. Because, um, he wrote the script um, and it's exactly halfway in the script, exactly halfway where it says doorbell rings. Like time? Time-wise time and in the page-wise. Page oh, how incredible. It's genius. Like, he's just, like, he, he knew that that point of the film, everything was going to change, everything. So good. Yeah, I think. And um, I found it in- incredibly witty and incredibly yeah. funny, and I, I just loved the dialogue in it. I feel like yeah. so many films really spoon-feed people, and I and so much theater mm. and I can't handle it. I hate it. I hate being spoon fed unless it's like a children's film. Then I'm like about it. No, it doesn't treat you like you're an idiot. It treats it you like, you're, and like it you understand. And so it also, it sometimes with, um, uh, films from other countries, it's, it's sometimes there's like humor and things that don't really translate and like, it's harder to yeah. gauge. But I think the translation was like, yeah, cause on. they changed some of the translation as well. I know they did, just to make it fit. Um, America, like, yeah, America, Americana, blah, 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 blah. blah, blah. But, I don't know. It was just like such a good, I was really thinking about it forever. And I love films that when you leave or you stop or whatever, and you actually think about it. Yeah. I completely agree. I think it was amazing. And I would recommend it to literally anybody. Yeah, I would too. Although controversially, Andrew didn't like it that much. What? He was like, I think he was underwhelmed because of the amount of, you know, hype and blah, blah, blah. But I guess I don't know, but He's also, like, we just have different tastes in movies as well. Yeah. I guess, like, not to, like, toot my own horn. But okay, I, okay. I, okay, did you guys know that James um, studied film? No, <laughs> I really like the director, okay? I really like his other No, no, films. he's great, yeah. And so as soon as, I, as soon as it came out, and as soon as I can get my hands on it, I went to go see it. No, well, so which is good because you didn't have big, that. No. Yeah, 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 exactly. It was the post Academy totally. Award hype. But can we just talk for one minute? Fuck the Academy Awards and Why? fuck the Oscars. Not you hate it. Greta, come on, I'm pissed. Greta, she just got completely snubbed. Greta. Women, women got snubbed. Greta, who? Gerwig. <gasps> it's not the best film, women. but yeah, yeah, no, no, I, I love that movie. It was great. No, yeah, it, great. It, not amazing. It wasn't. 
a ladybird. No, no, women were, women were. But, oh, anyway. Yeah, that's no, all absolutely. I, have to say. Um, I guess it's kind of like double-edged sword because if foreign picture won. Totally, like, totally, totally, okay, totally. But then again, I understand that. But winning and nominating is very different. For sure, and but it's so good to see like um, celebrities like Hakeem use his his speech time I love to him. talk what about a, something. A what a strange little man! That I, love I love him. He's so interesting. He didn't go to the after party. Did you see that photo that was went around? I think so. I don't know. It was really sweet. He was like he was. Um, uh, I know he wore the same suit for the entire. Um, he did, and he was photographed um, hanging out with his wife Rooney Mara, and oh, they were cute. eating vegan hot dogs on the, these steps. Oh, and she had so like sweet. her Converse hanging out of her dress. It was like really sweet, and like God. they didn't go to the after party because they didn't like um, the way it was run. And I just was yeah, they just cute. That's really, really cool cute. celebrities, and like he's a he's just a um, he's incredible, incredible actor. Incredible. Um, so this is like a really weird special episode, kind of because I'm gonna actually go through a personal story. Before I go into the main story, um, so we're gonna have a brief little break, and we'll be back very, very shortly. I'll see you so soon. Bye. Hi there, my name's Jessica Kate, and I'm Ellen Rose, and we're the hosts of Murder in the Land of Oz, a new Australian true crime podcast. Yeah, so we're starting off in Brisbane, our hometown, because relatable, relatable. We're gonna be coming to you every second Monday. So give us a listen, give us a like, and a subscribe. Come and join us on our journey where we explore the depths of true crime Australia. Oh, yeah. Well, welcome back. It's so nice to have you here. Welcome back to Schedulers Podcast. And with Jordy. Hello, Jordy. Hi. Um, oh, my God. She's also a drag queen, did you know? Did you guys know that? Her name's Space Horse. You can follow her on Instagram at Space Horse. Thanks. The end. Thanks for coming, everyone. Bye. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> yeah, it's actually going to be a, lo- a longer episode because, um, yeah, I've been putting on my socials about, uh, I don't know if you saw, but I, this Yeah, episode, no, I saw yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. So I think I told you what happened to mm-hmm. me at work and um, and things, but I've been waiting to uh, have someone who I know personally on the podcast so it's not like a big emotional dump on yeah. someone. And yeah, I think yeah. you already have background information on it. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's some updates that I'm going to also add in at the mm-hmm. end. So, long story short, long, no, no, long story short, not long story short, long story long. Okay, mm-hmm. we're going to start from the beginning. So, um, I don't know if you know, but I work in a retail environment, and um, I'm not going to say the specific story I work out. If you know where I am, then you'll know, If sorry, if you know me, you'll know where I work. It's a big electronics store. We sell phones and a bunch of other things. So, I work in, like, the phone section. Um, so it was just like a normal afternoon. It was probably about 12 o'clock and I was about to go on my lunch break. Um, a gentleman came in, uh, who was probably about in his late fifties, early sixties. Um, and he's like a regular, right? Like he came in all the time and he was like very known to staff as being like a bit creepy and a bit of a nuisance. Like Mm -hmm. he would just like, I don't know if you've ever had those customers who just like Mm -hmm. talk to you about stuff and like, they always say really inappropriate things. Mm -hmm. Like they'll be like oh, you look good today to, like, the girls and, like, just, like, mm-hmm. weird things. And it's just, like, okay, you're weird. So he come, he, he, he would come in, like, at least once a week, hands down. And he was coming to see me every week leading up to this, being, like, I want to come get a phone from you. Like, I really like you. And, like, he would build rapport with me over, mm-hmm. over a few weeks. And so finally he came in. And normally for me, that's not a red flag. To me, that's just, like, someone having buyer's remorse and being, like, nervous about doing something different. So, like... Oh, pardon me. We sometimes get staff, like, um, customers who are like, should I buy it? I don't know. And they want me to, like, sell talk it, to, to talk them, them yeah. into it. 
So I thought that's what it was, but it wasn't. And so what happened, what actually happened was he came in and he decided he wanted to get a new phone and he was signing up for a new, like, um, he was coming to get a new phone plan. Um, so he signed up, blah, blah, blah. It took a, probably about an hour and like, he got a new phone. It was like a brand new, like Samsung. It was like really nice. Um, and so he was like, I'm going to go look at DVDs. And while I'm doing that, can you, um, like transfer all of my stuff over? And I was like, absolutely. Like it was part of our policy, like part mm-hmm. of our like whole customer service experience. Like we would transfer everything over, especially for like older customers. Mm-hmm. So, um, I got his phone and it was because it was a Samsung. I was like, I have no fucking clue what I'm doing. Cause I have an iPhone. Yeah, yeah. And so my colleague, um, she came back from her lunch break and was like, Hey, like, is he bothering you? Like, he's so annoying. I'm like, oh yeah, he's, he's so weird. Um, and she's, and I was like, look, I don't know how to fucking transfer the shit over. Do you know how to do it? And she was like, yeah, yeah. Like give it here. And she, she held it for like maybe, I don't know, like 10 seconds. And she just froze and looked up to me and then her face just went bright red. And I was like, oh my God, what is it? And she was like, and I was like, is it porn? Like, I thought it was just Mm -hmm. naked women. And she like, can't speak. And I'm like, what the hell? So like, I literally grabbed the phone off of her and I look down and immediately like blood just rushes to my head because it's just like, it was, um, child pornography. And I've just never felt like so completely like just in pure shock. I've never, mm. obviously I've never seen it. So for me, it was just like, what the fuck am I looking at? My mm. brain could not comprehend what I was seeing. And literally as I put the phone down, and said to my colleague, go out the back right now and don't say anything to anyone. He comes back, like, oh literally God. within five seconds. And he's like, how's it going? And I c- cannot even get a word out. Like, I'm trying to, like, speak. And I was just like, I need, uh, need just, like, stumbling my words. And I was like, I need to go and get a drink. Because really, it was, it's notoriously hot in that section of the store. So he wasn't sus on me. It was fine. Mm-hmm. Went out the back, spoke to my manager and said, hey, look, this is what I found on the phone. We went into the office. It was very serious. And he said to me, are you sure that's what you saw? And that was the sentence that like has just ruined me to this day because Mm -hmm. I was like, I'm not sure now because Mm -hmm. my brain almost instantly blocked it out. Mm -hmm. My brain almost went defense mechanism straight away. And like, I couldn't remember what I saw. Yeah. So I was like, I'm not sure. And he's like, we're about to call the police. Like you have to be hundred percent sure. And I was like, look, I am sure. But my brain was like, am I sure? Yeah. I don't know. So like an idiot, I went back and, um, I looked at it again and mm-hmm. he wasn't there. And this time I looked at videos and like images and just like went through probably like maybe I went through like maybe 150 images. Yeah. And there was, I just kept scrolling and scrolling and scrolling and scrolling. Um, and I put the phone down and again, my brain was like, what the, f-? like it yeah, just kept blocking yeah, yeah, it out yeah, yeah, yeah. because it didn't yeah. make sense to me. Yeah. Um, he comes back again. I tell him, look, it's taking a while. I'm so sorry. And then I quickly like put a, um, I, I hide his photo app. Like I put it in like a secret folder so he can't, if he suss on me, I was really worried that he would delete them. Yeah. So I hid them so he couldn't find them. Yeah. Um, went back. So my manager said to me like, look, you've got to pretend that everything's okay and just send him off. So I sent him off. Oh my God. He, <laughs> um, went home and, um, straight away we went to the police station and then me, my manager and my colleague were all separated into different rooms. I was in the room with police constable, like the head of the like mm-hmm. top of the top. I had to like go in an elevator in this like in a oh police station. God. It was a whole thing. Um, and then I had to describe every image I saw in detail. I had to describe what he looked like. I printed off his contract with all of the information where mm-hmm. he lived. 
Um, and they immediately raided his house and they found, I think, like four hard drives with thousands oh and thousands of images. Um, and so from there, look, I, I took like a lot of time off work and still to this day, like I find it really hard to talk about because like it just like has just traumatized me to no mm-hmm. end. Like I love kids so much. I just adore, I always, I've always wanted to have kids. I love kids. And so just seeing that just broke my spirit, like mm-hmm. so hard. I found it really hard to like look at kids. I found it really hard to even look at families because like yeah. I was just so distraught by it. And then, um, recent, so what happened was his trial was postponed like four times. I've been keeping a good eye on it. Mm-hmm. Um, his trial was postponed once because he was too old to, um, to come, he was unwell one day. His lawyer said another day that he was having a, a epileptic episode. Another day he was depressed, so he couldn't come. And I was just like scared that this man was going to come in any second with a gun and just literally yeah. murder me yeah. or get someone to come and kill me and find where I live. And so I was scared for so long. And then last week I went on the, I went and Googled it because I Googled every week. And, yeah. um, he actually was uh, due to go to the court again and his lawyer got him off again on suspension and um, he was on house arrest and the police did a, uh, a random checkup on him. Mm-hmm. They went to his house, they raided his house and said like, hey, like, how are you going? Like, what's going on? And um, guess what they found? More? More. Double <gasps> the amount they found. Oh they my found God. over 10,000 oh images. God. What a sick they man. They found more, even more than the first time. <gasps> Um, cause they ceased it the first time, obviously, and they found even more and the images, uh, they go off of ratings. There's four different levels of, of, oh um, God. ratings of child pornography. It's like severe, extreme, and it keeps going up and yep, up. Yep, yep, yep. His were in the two top categories. <sighs> oh, so, um, not to get graphic or anything. And I apologize disgusting. if this comes off for graphic, but, um, the two top categories include, um, sexual acts with toddlers or children under the oh, age of 12. Oh my God. So he was in possession of that. And because that was against his, um, his rules, I'll call them, I can't remember the actual yeah, like, legal yeah, term. Yeah. He was immediately arrested and taken into custody and oh he's awaiting trial now. Wow. So he's away forever. He's never going to be out of prison now because he's just ruined, he's ruined that. And so, you know, I'm fighting this like weird moral thing where I'm like on one edge i'm so happy that like hopefully that no children would be harmed because it's one person put away Mm. but then b and like i've sent like he's gone to prison because of me Mm. and then on the other side though it's like someone's gone to prison because of me yeah but obviously i'm not invalidating your feelings at all yeah yeah but like i don't know the way i feel about it if I'm allowed to. No, please. No, I would love to hear your opinion. I just feel like if you were at all a smart person, Mm. and I feel like a lot of people who do that sort of stuff are, like I I don't, like they have like, I don't know, some sort of like street smart or whatever, you wouldn't walk into a shop with all that shit on your phone. absolutely not. It's like you wanted someone to, I I just don't feel like. So the thing was that he, that thing he thought, he thought he built his trust with me, you know, he thought he built this like, Week sick, upon week upon week because he needed a new phone. So he thought, you know, this guy I've been talking to for months and even yeah. if he found it, he wouldn't say anything. Mm. But and absolutely not. Of course I'm going to say something. I, I guess to me I'm glad it was me and not someone else that, like, wouldn't say something and, like, actually yeah, spoke yeah, up about of course. it. Because, like, yeah, for me I would never be able to, like, live with myself if I oh, let no, him walk no. around because I have no idea if he would 
hurt a child in person or if he was in any of the videos or pictures, I don't want mm. to know. Mm-hmm. And I have no idea and I don't care. Mm. But I, I just hope that no kids would ever be harmed. And that's mm. my main thing. Yeah. But yeah, I've just been like dealing with that for a long time now and obviously still dealing with it and I have a lot of issues surrounding it. But I just wanted to speak about it because like, for me, talking about it with people have, has been the best thing for me. Yeah. And like, just like getting it out there and like making it like not something that I'm scared to talk about anymore. Mm-hmm. Cause for a while I was just like, I'm not talking to anyone about it. Mm-hmm. Like these feelings are just like very internal. I don't ever want to you know, vocalize yeah. it. So it's kind of like, I just using this podcast as like a, um, like kind of like a healing step and mm. it's been really cathartic, but, um, terrifying. I'm really proud of you. <laughs> Thank you. Um, that was hard not to cry because I'm a baby. But, yeah, I'm just, like, you know, I'm doing really good now. Like, I'm I'm actually doing really well. Um, I just got to fight the guilt of, like, this man. Yeah, no, no. I just hope that he, not like I care about him, but I really do hope that if prison is anything, hopefully it just fucking shakes him up that, you know, what he's done is yeah horrible and mm-hmm. that, you know, I know that pedophiles, when they go to prison, you know, they don't just go to prison, like no. inmates know what they've done. Yeah. And, you know, I hope he gets the fucking punishment he deserves. Yeah. Because wow. that's just one thing that I just, it just kills me. Yeah. Um, it's disgusting. Obviously, I'll be putting a trigger warning at the start of this as well, um, which I didn't mention, but I will. And then. Time, you should timestamp it. So if people want to keep yeah, listening, you can. Oh, good idea. So it, we're about 33 minutes in. Um, if you want to continue from the next story, which also has trigger warning, warning well. I'm so sorry. This podcast, I know just... this whole thing is, I'm just going to put a trigger warning where I had to start yeah. about this whole episode because yeah, it's yeah, hard, yeah. but the next story also comes with a trigger warning for a lot of things, including like just a lot of bad shit, oh, like no, sexual that's... violence and just a lot oh, of stuff. God. So, um, trigger warning. I'm so sorry, but it did happen. And, uh, I want to talk about it because it's fucking terrifying and scary. So uh, and you signed up if you're listening. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's your fault. Um, I'll give. We're gonna have like another brief minute, um, and then we'll be back very very soon for the main story. See you so soon. <laughs> Welcome back to the Schedulers oh, Podcast. Back. We are back. Sorry. Um, so, yeah, that was an intense story. I'm really sorry if that upset anyone. But, um, yeah, alas. Alas. I did warn everyone a lot. Yeah, exactly. Um, so, like I mentioned, this this week's story is absolutely just I'm fucked. so scared. I, I just, just got told that there's a video element and I'm... There is a video element. I'm shitting it. Yeah. I'm not, I, I Oh, yeah, okay. Cool. Yeah, we'll, we'll get here, to so. that. We'll get to that. Well, yeah, we will. So today I'm going to be talking about two different people, um, Leonard Lake and Charles Ung. Have you heard of them? No. Yeah, I don't think it's... Len- what, Leonard Lake. Leonard Lake I like that and Charles Ung. You're not going to like him. I'm telling you for a fact. It gives He's, me Lucky Leonard vibes. Lucky fucking Leonard. He was so hot. Oh, I had to just study the shit out of that in English. Really? Yeah, we had to study Lucky Leonard. Oh my God. I hated I it. No, I didn't read it. I hated it. It was a Swimming. TV show though. 
But it was also a book. That's what we had to study the book. Oh, I didn't know that was, was a book. There was no TV show. I yeah. didn't know that. Well, um, that's why I said it was so hot. Like, I guess the book character can be hot too. <laughs> yeah. Have you not heard of um, Fluffy from Harry Potter? Three-headed dog? Hot as hell. Yeah. Oh, it's so hot. So hot. That so troll? Hot. Damn. Professor The Quirrell? one in the dungeon. Yeah. yeah Professor Quirrell. Put a I feel, I, I, I feel like we've derailed the, I derailed the conversation <laughs> yeah, really quickly. Have. Okay. So don't look at my screen because it's going to spoil. Oh, How sorry. You're just going to listen. Sorry, I'm addicted to like, look, anyway. You're addicted to screens. The blue light. Blue light. Fucking, okay. Oh, Matrix. So Leonard Lake was born in San Francisco, San Francisco, um, California in 1945. So it's kind of an old story. 1945. Uh, he had a very turbulent and really strange, unconventional childhood. Um, Leonard was six years old when his parents split up, mm-hmm. uh, and Leonard and his siblings moved to their grandma's house. So he had a brother and two sisters. When he was six. When he was six. Okay. Leonard was very, very smart. He was really, really good in school. He was always at the top of his class academically. Um, but he had some really weird habits at home. He had the habit of photographing his sisters naked, Ew. um, and getting them to pose for him naked. Uh, in the lounge room and his grandmother encouraged it and thought it was All right. okay. normal, which obviously it is not. Um, he also became obsessed with pornography, would collect magazines, um, vintage movies and uh, just lewd uh, material. And I, you know what, that's fine. But when you're really young and taking photos is of your sister. Is this when he was six still? Nah, he's a bit old. He's probably about 11. Oh and God. I just think it's like, you know, not it's for kids. It's not for kids. No. Um, another strange thing that he did was that he would um, force his sisters to perform sexual acts on him. He would also oh. collect mice and dissolve them in chemicals. So he enjoyed um, killing small animals with acid. That's where it all begins. That's where it all begins. Um, after high school, Leonard enlisted in the army in 1964 <laughs> He served in the Vietnam War as an electronics technician because he was really fucking smart. Mm -hmm. During this period, Leonard was first diagnosed by an army doctor with a personality disorder. Mm -hmm. Um, He actually suffered a mental breakdown in a place called Da Nang, which is in Vietnam. And he started to attend therapy. And then in 1971, he was discharged by the army on on grounds of mental illness. Okay. Leonard eventually settled in uh, San Jose and attended mm-hmm. university there, um, but he actually dropped out after one semester because he became obsessed with, like, the hippie lifestyle of San okay. Francisco. He became obsessed with, like, drugs and, like, really liked, like, the whole free love. Yeah. Um, you know, fuck whoever you want. Everyone's having sex. Everyone's doing drugs and having fun. Mm-hmm. He would regularly visit San Francisco on little trips and was really caught up with the whole vibe. Yeah. Eventually, he moved to a commune and was briefly married in 1975. Um, the marriage broke down after his wife discovered that Leonard was making and also appearing in amateur homemade porn, usually okay. involving bond- bondage or sadomasochism. So okay. Leonard was really into um, S&M and mm-hmm. like really like, but like intense. Yeah. Almost a bit. Not like cute S&M. Not cute. Not like Rihanna. Not Rihanna. At all. Am I making too much light of this? <laughs> no, I love that. Okay, good. <laughs> it's good. So, I don't know. Um, for the next eight years, Leonard Lake lived at the Greenfield Ranch, which was a 5,600-acre, uh, quote-unquote, back-to-the-land uh, settlement. <gasps> like farm-to-table? Well, it was kind of like you did your own farming, you got your yeah, own so vegetables. Yeah, it was very, like, <laughs> hippie. It was very hippie. Yeah. Um, 
near a place called Calpella in Northern California. It was there where he eventually met a woman named uh, Clara Lynn Belaz. Her nickname was Cricket. Um, mm. She comes up a lot in this story. She also be oh sorry. She also became yeah involved with Leonard's fantasies of S and M, and actually even appeared in a few of his homemade movies. Uh, Leonard's growing fear of a nuclear holocaust led him to build a bunker on the settlement grounds, but the owner of the commune was like, uh, "Babe, no, you can't do that here." Mm. I own this land, so please don't build your bunkie here. And so he moved his project somewhere else, which we will get back to very soon. Okay. So pause it at the project, and we're going to talk about another man. Okay. Charles Ong. Okay? Okay. Charles Ong was born in Hong Kong in 1960. He was the son of a very wealthy executive. Um, As a child, Ong was very disciplined, Mm -hmm. very harshly by his parents, and very severely abused by his father. Awful. Um, as a teenager, Ung was a troubled loner and was expelled from several different high schools. Um, at age 15, Ung was caught shoplifting and was arrested. And when his father found out, Ung was sent to boarding school in England. Mm-hmm. Um, but not long after he was at this boarding school, Ung was expelled from stealing from other students and returned to Hong Kong. He was literally at the school for like a week and he got expelled straight away. And oh, his dad was God. like, oh my God, this kid. Quick work. So Ung, have you ever been suspended or expelled? Uh uh, no, I got in a lot of trouble. Yeah. Because I made a teacher cry <gasps> a few times. What did she do? She was a religion teacher and she was oh, just like no an wonder. idiot. Like, I know that's like, I'm in my big age, but like she was, she was stupid. What did you do? What did you say to her? Lots of different things. <laughs> I, no, it was less what I said. It was more my rejecting of her teaching methods. Fair. Because I thought I was smart and a smart ass, which I was. Yeah. I was a huge smart ass in high school. Same. But, yeah, and she pulled me into a room once and just, like, started crying. I was like, oh. And then I, oh, I made the mistake of talking about her online. And that was, like, right. when <gasps> the whole, that, yeah, I know. But that was when, like, it was a, wasn't a, like, that was when I know that mean. started. Yeah. Just start Anyway. Next. Ong. Yeah. Back to Ong. Back to Ong. Um, so Ong moved from Hong Kong to the U.S. on a student visa in 1978. He was studying biology in a California university uh, he also dropped out of university after one semester. It wasn't for him. Mm-hmm. Ang was then involved in a hit and run accident, and to avoid prosecution, he enlisted in the army. So he's a bit, okay. he's a bit of a piece of shit, if I'm honest. Yep. Um, in 1979, Ang became a marine by creating false documents that attested to him being born in Indiana, because you can't enlist in the army unless you are a citizen. Wow, smart idiot. Smart idiot, but also an idiot nonetheless. Yes. After less than one year being in the army. Ung was arrested by the military police because he stole automatic weapons in Hawaii. Oh. Facing the court, he escaped custody in 1980 and also made his way back to California. Uh, in 1982, which is only a few years later after he was caught stealing, uh, federal authorities raided the mobile home of Ung in a place called Ukiah. Mm-hmm. That's where he was living, seizing a large stash of illegal stolen weapons and explosives. Gosh. Ung travelled around and changed his name here and there and was eventually sentenced to serve... 18 months in a military stockade. So uh, it was like a prison, but for soldier, ex-soldiers, and it's kind of like a place where you just, like, do hard labour. Okay. Oh, gross. I want to say I'd rather just be a prisoner. Oh, my God, I hate it. I'd rather just At least if you're a prisoner, you can do nothing. You get fed. You have oh, my a God, toilet. if I could do hard labour, I would complain so Oh, so would I. I'd be, oh, I couldn't. I would just be like, guys, it's really hot. Same. I'd be like, I can't, like. It's hot. I'll break a nail. I'll break a nail, babe. And I just like... Imagine. I didn't have any lunch. Oh, like, I'd be so off it. Oh, so would I. Uh, yeah. No. Even the thought of it, I can't. <laughs> can't form a sentence. I'm just like, no. 
It just, yeah, it irks me. Um, okay, so in 1981. Yes. Sorry, I've just like lost the page. Oh, God. It's coming back. What's wrong? Nothing. Okay. It feels good. Vocal fry. Vocal fry? Uh, <gasps> feels good. It's like the grudge. Yeah, but it's vocal fry. It's really good for you. Relaxes no, your voice. That. Relaxes your vocal folds. What does it do? What's it for? When you do, you know, when vocal like, fry, like. Uh, I never heard of that before. Uh, oh, it's a technique. I went to theatre oh. school, guys. Hi. Oh, my God. Really good for you. Do it in your spare time. Oh, well. And unclench your jaws, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you. I can do this noise by jaws. Oh, I hate that. Can you hear that? That's disgusting. Do I can do that? this. That's me cracking my jaw. I know. I'm watching you do I it. I can do this. It's not very good. <gasps> I can cry like a baby. Should I do it for them? <gasps> yeah, do it. Okay, really quickly. <laughs> wow. You're welcome. You should be a voice actor. Well, Sorry. I tried that one. You should be a folly actor. <gasps> I love that. <gasps> dripping, like dripping tap? Stepping. <laughs> dripping tap, you can do it. Oh, is that a dripping tap? I gotta go fix that tap. Oh no, my baby's crying. <laughs> oh no, my baby's caught in the bath. <gasps> no. Anyway, that's nothing. That was good. That was really anyway, good. sorry. So 1981, when Ung was released from his sentence at the uh, labor camp, yeah. um, he responded Rip. to an ad in a war gamers magazine. Couldn't tell you. What? <laughs> war game. War gamers. I'm not sure. I think it's like, like war uh, games? But with like war vibes. Boring. I know. That's where he met Leonard Lake from this advertisement, who was renting a cabin from his wife in a place called uh, Wilseyville. Okay. He invited Ung right. to join him at this cabin. Yeah. Weird flex. Um, and next to the cabin, there was a structure that Leonard Lake described as his quote unquote dungeon. That's taking me back to. Sex dungeon? So remember how before I mentioned he was trying to build a nuclear yep. bunker? Yep. He eventually built this quote-unquote dungeon, which he called, didn't call it a bunker, next <sighs> to this cabin that he was renting from his wife's friend. It's okay. complicated, I know. All right, okay. So because he couldn't build his bunker on the commune where he wanted to build it, he built it next to his cabin. Okay. Okay. Um, just a quick question. Yes. So did he put in the ad for the gaming thing? Or what? So Leonard made an ad in this War Gamers magazine saying, hi, guys, I really want to have someone to play these games with. Okay, right. Anybody who is an ex-soldier want to hang out. Okay, fair. And so Charles got out of prison, a well, labor camp, and was like, look. That's for me. Let's go hang out. Okay, sorry. I just had to clarify. I was very confused. No, it's fine. So when Leonard Lake put this ad in the War Games magazine, mm-hmm. he was trying to actually lure a victim in. Yeah, yeah. Oh, but okay. instead, he became very close friends with Ung, and little did Ung know, Leonard had just murdered two people in his dungeon, his oh, younger fuck. brother Donald, and his <gasps> friends, and, yep, and his friend by the name of Charles Gunner, who was the best man at his wedding. Oh, that's really sad. It's fucked. Apparently they were just, they were, they hated each other after the wedding. They just did not get along. Oh my God. Um, and he, it's like, oh. it's not, it's not, so Leonard stole uh, Charles and his brother's money and he also stole Charles Gunner's name. He started okay. calling himself Charles. Fuck. It's unknown whether the two men went into the dungeon willingly or not, but they were murdered by Leonard for mm. sure. So after Leonard placed the ad trying to find another victim, uh, he actually met Ung and he, like, they both have a very similar life path. Like, they both went to school. They both, like, had a hard upbringing. They both were in the army. So they just got along really well. Yeah. Um, They were both fucking psychos. So it seems. 
the bunker slash dungeon was a six and a half by three foot cinder block structure, which is like that really like weird concrete looking mm-hmm. Uh, with only a bucket and toilet paper inside. The room was also wow. lined with mirrors. Here's a photo of the bunker. Okay. So, so okay. that's the bunker there. Wow. That's Leonard and Ung there. <gasps> that's them. That's them. I'm looking at a photo of them. So it looks... Bucket and toilet of, paper, that's it. In it. Can you describe what this looks like? Um, It looks like a school demountable that's been destroyed. That's what it looks like to me. It looks messy and like... Oh, messy as hell. Wait, is it been destroyed or is that... Just the outside of it? Uh, that's the outside of it. Oh. That's just what it looked like when they were building it. Oh, okay, okay. It's weird. I don't like it at all. I'm not into it. There's lots of trees surrounding it as well. Yeah, it's very... It's, well, they're in like a very remote area. Yeah, it's in the middle of nowhere. Fucking nowhere. Okay, so between the years of 1983 and 1985, Leonard Lake and Charles Ung kidnapped, tortured, raped, and murdered 25 people, <sighs> mostly women in this dungeon. <sighs> It is still unknown the total number of people that the pair have murdered to this day. Police still have no idea because they only found the remains of 12 people on the property and suspect there's at least a dozen more. They even found a 20-kilo bag filled with charred human bones that had come out of an incinerator on the same property. Amongst Lake's belongings, police found videotapes of the men torturing and raping their victims. The videotape and equipment was tracked back to a man named Harvey Dubbs, who vanished in 1984 along with his wife and son, suspected of being murdered by Leonard Lake. Holy moly. It's got to be way more than that, I reckon. Fuck when, yeah. It's going to be sure. so many more than that. So in these videos, Leonard and Charles forced men to watch their wives sexually assaulted and raped oh before being murdered. Oh, my God, murdered. that is so awful. In other videos, the two men hogtied various women, forced them into oral sex and orgies, oh or put them in leg irons. The sex captives were aged between 12 and their mid-20s. Charles Ung bragged that he would use a power drill to disfigure women and pliers to rip off their nipples. Oh, my He would also God. insert power drill attachments up vaginas, <gasps> shove metal rods into their anuses, oh. and broke their knuckles with vice grips. That's... Sorry? Really Pardon? disturbing to hear. I'm sorry, what? What is wrong with you? That's disturbing. Uh, That's disgusting. In one video, Lake and Ung were seen raping a woman named Brenda O'Connor. Brenda, her husband Lonnie, and their son were neighbours of the pair at the cabin. Brenda did Brenda did not trust Leonard at all, and he called himself Gunner. And she mm. thought... But, so when she first met him, mm. and she's like, oh, what's your name? He said, Leonard, Charles Gunner. Like he's right, 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 right. And so she was like, what the fuck? This guy's weird. Mm. Um, she told people oh. that she saw... Leonard burying a body in the woods near their house, but instead of calling the police, Brenda invited a friend named Robin Stapley to stay with her and her family for added protection. Side note. None of the four have been seen since May 1985. Why does everyone in these stories have the most fucked names? It's really weird, yeah. It's so weird. Uh, no, Robin like Luke Stapley, Smith or anything. Robin but it's like Stapley? Mr. Stapley. I know. Anyway, it's really weird. anyway sorry. Derailing. Um, in the video, Brenda is seen tied to a chair, pleading for her life as her husband, son, and friend watch in horror. Ung untied Fuck. her and she was forced to strip naked until being forced into leg irons and then raped. Oh, my God. On the tape, God. Leonard Lake is heard saying, quote, by cooperating with us, that means you will stay here as a prisoner, you will work for us, wash for us, you will fuck for us, or you can say no, in which case we'll tie you to the bed, we'll rape you, and then we'll take you outside and shoot you. Your <gasps> choice. You can hear the cries of her children in the background of these videos. Oh, my God. Um... 
I'm going to show you a video. No, I would never no, 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 I no. I don't never, want to see it. If it's... I would never show you a video of someone being raped, for one. I would absolutely never show you a video of someone being raped. I know you wouldn't, but I'm really scared. This is a video of Brenda before anything happened to her, just being talked to by Leonard and Aunt. Oh, my God. This is freaking me out. Okay. I have to show you it. I know you have to, but, like, how long? Okay. It's only a few minutes. Okay. A few minutes? Yes. Not even. A few seconds. 20 seconds. Okay, seconds. okay, okay. This is Brenda. So she's tied up on a chair and she said, why, why are you doing this? And he said, we don't like you. Do you want me to put it in writing? Oh, my God. oh no, they're taking like her shirt off and they're shackling her feet together. It's, they use leg irons for their feet, which is like they use for prisoners. It's like cutting her bra and shirt off. Oh. Oh. Don't cut my bra, she's saying. Nothing is yours now, you are totally ours. Oh, the poor woman. Oh my God. Wait, so, so how long is this video? Oh, it's very, very long. What else is in it? Like In it is just, uh, it's Leonard talking to the camera for a long time, talking oh, about God. His, how he's- That's him? Mar- yeah, that's him. He's a sick Ew. man. The thing is, like, in the video, you can hear he's very well-spoken. Yeah. He's very intelligent. Very calm. Very calm. But then it kind of juxtaposes what he's doing because it's really fucking horrific and, like, disgusting. Yeah. Um, so, uh, there's also a lot of photographs, which I won't show you because they're not- they're not nice not at all. Nice. They're seen lying. Uh, the photos are like pretty much like a part of the sadomasochism. So he would take photos of the women naked on the floor and then oh, take photos of people's reaction, like the family's reactions to seeing their mother, oh sister, God. daughters just been raped. Um, so only six of the, of women of the women featured in the videotapes were found alive. Mm. Fifteen of the women on the tapes are still missing to this day. They don't mm. know if they've been incinerated, buried, but they're definitely dead, without yeah. a doubt. According to court records, the pair would immediately kill the men and infants, but would keep the women alive as sex slaves. Ooh, that um, is horrific. So another woman, Kathleen Allen, was a San Jose high school student. She was about 16. She was working part-time in a supermarket when she met Lake and Ung through somebody named Mike Carroll. Mike Carroll was actually a cellmate of Ong when he was in prison at the labor camp. Yeah. And when he was in prison, um, Mike tricked Kathleen mm. into coming to meet the men. She at was the ki- prison? No, she, to coming. So Mike, he's a very handsome guy, said yeah. to Kathleen, hey, come and meet me oh, here sorry, for, sorry. A, for yeah, a date. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But he, Mike had a really weird fantasy about um seeing women be tortured and murdered oh my god so he tricked yeah i know what um so there's a video there's a video of her being raped and the video is described as a horror movie by police which i would not recommend looking at yeah no no thank you i'm uh, look i watched i didn't watch them i just i was very curious as to like if i didn't want to i didn't watch any of them but i was just like 
are they online? And they are. They are, aren't they? Yeah. And I was like, I was like, they just, this can't be online. How could these possibly be online? But they are. And I was just like, wow, I, I could never look at them mm. personally. That's sick. So on June 2nd, 1985, this is like probably five years into these pair murdering, killing, raping women. Wow. Um, Charles Ung was caught shoplifting a vice, which is like one of those metal things, from a hardware store and fled the scene straight away when he was caught by security guards. Um, when he went back to Leonard, he said, look, I've stolen this vice. And Leonard was like, I have to go back and like settle this right now because if you get caught, this and all this could stop. And this is any lead. Exactly. Yeah. So Leonard went back to the store and said, look, I'll pay for the vice. But the police had arrived Ooh. and officers immediately asked for Leonard's ID, which was Gunner's ID. Yeah. And obviously did not match his face. And straight away, yeah. police were like, who the fuck are you? Um, the police went to search Leonard's truck where they found a silencer on a gun. He was immediately arrested on suspicious activity. When he was, when Leonard was in custody, um, waiting to go to jail, Leonard Lake asked for, asked the police for a glass of water. Mm-hmm. He then swallowed a cyanide pill that he had sewn into his clothes and he died four days later in hospital. Wow. He knew he was going to be caught eventually. So he pre... Smart asshole. Smart, evil. Disgusting. Cunt. Wow. Wow though. Imagine yeah. having the foresight. Yeah, I think... Luckily, well, he's I a guess, smart guy. I know, but I guess, yeah. I he know. knew he was going to go down one day, so he sewed, you know, he sewed that into his clothes, so one day he would just take wow. it straight away. Um, police immediately raided the house of Leonard Lake where they found the dungeon. Hordes of police oh, uh, dug around the cabin for miles to find as much evidence as they possibly could, obviously. Um, they found... Uh, sorry, I just went back to the top. Okay. Um, wow, what the hell? Yeah, so they found human bones, like teeth and rib cages. They found skulls, partial remains of women, like breasts and um, and arms, men and children buried half alive. They found, sorry, half, as in like half in the ground, half not, not alive. What? They weren't buried properly. Yeah, what? They found jewelry, rotted, cl- rotted clothing, driver's licenses, and they even found one whole corpse just rotting by itself. They found oh in Leonard's dungeon, they found a treasure map that was hand-drawn. And on this treasure map, it led them to two different buckets. One bucket contained envelopes and letters written by the pair, as well as the victim's IDs. And the other bucket had the videotapes, which we, I, t- which I showed you before. That videotape was found in one of those buckets. What? They the also found a list people? of rules that Leonard had given to his victims. Some of these rules stated. Um, so, the, well, these rules were like given to the victims yep. um, and they had to follow these rules. And the rules yep. were, I must be ready to service my master. I must be clean, brushed and made up. I must never speak unless spoken to. I must never show disrespect. I must always be quiet. Wow. So Ung heard the police coming and he actually fled and he went to Canada where his sister lived. Uh, he actually lived there for an entire year undetected. Wow. Until he was caught stealing Here we go. again. What? Okay. He's a kleptomaniac. This guy's an idiot. Kleptomaniac. Yeah. He was caught stealing again in 1986. He was charged and convicted of shoplifting, assault with a weapon and possession of a firearm after he had shot a security guard in the hand oh while God. resisting arrest for stealing a can of salmon. Imagine. 
Imagine. He's an idiot. Imagine. He's all an over idiot. a bit of salmon. Fucking idiot. Imagine. So he was sentenced to four years in prison and after serving his uh, sentence. Oh, wait. Just, this is just yeah. for the salmon. Sorry. So I was, uh, <laughs> I was like, out here <laughs> about to stall no, no, my no, no, no. So he was sentenced to four years in prison <laughs> in Canada. But after but sent- still, over just salmon, that's crazy. Oh, no, no, he shot yes, someone. He shot someone in the head. Sorry, excuse after me. After serving his sentence in Canada, he was immediately sent back to California. Ung was charged with 12 counts of first-degree murder, but the entire... <laughs> like, when I say the trial was a fuckery, it was a fuckery. It was just... In what way? People were being sued. People were being, like, I'm mentally ill. I was not following... The- like, I was just following orders... It just drives on who? him. He was like, I'm mentally oh, ill. Sorry, I didn't do anything me. wrong. Um, like, so eventually oh Ang was actually trialed on the case that he wasn't involved in the murders. And in fact, was just an observer to Lake's Stop murders. It. He maintained that he was dependent on Leonard for direction. And he, he blamed that on the abuse he suffered from his father as a child, saying that he had to follow mm. Leonard's um, demands because that's what he was like when he was a kid. Bullshit. Yeah, wow, that's convenient. It's a convenient little storyline. And this is a big but. Okay, good. In February 1999, Ong was convicted 1999. of... 1999. Ong was convicted of 11 of the 12 murders, six George? men, three women, and two male infants. He infants. was sentenced to death. Ong's prosecution cost the state of California more mm. than $20 million. What an asshole. At the time, it was the most expensive trial in the state's history. As of July 2019... Ung still remains on death row as no executions have taken place in California since 2006. So he's still just waiting to be killed. And that is a story of Leonard Blake and Charles Ung. Hectic. What an ass. Wow. How do you feel? I feel good. No, I don't know. That was fucked. Um, I don't know. I just don't. I don't know. Like, I obviously get how people get that fucked, but obviously they're not. Well, yeah. Well, okay. No, no, I don't. Let me just clear that up. <laughs> but like, they're clearly fucked up people. Yeah. Um, I the treasure map really oh. has me. Why? Because it's such a childish thing to do. Yeah, it is. It like, is. it's really childish. It's almost like he thinks he's, like, some sort of mastermind. I think he thinks he's smarter than everyone else like, in the room. Yeah, that's what social So happens. it's like, ha, ha, ha. Yeah, you I, have to follow this map to like find, that. like, clues. But something it's like, like that. mate, there's no clues. And he's you. got that whole master yeah. dumb thing. Yeah. So that, I don't know, it's just, that intrigues me a little bit. If oh, you're, like, gosh. interested in um, this case, you can watch his interviews on See, I hate YouTube. what, as in interviews of him. Him talking to the camera. Because I, oh. It's him no. kind of, like, explaining. What is he talking about? He kind of explains his complex of being, um... He just kind of, he, he expresses his hate for women. Oh, um, really? Shocking. Yeah, yeah. Uh, pff, yeah. Shocking. Couldn't, couldn't believe it. And he also says that uh, men have lost their masculinity and he's been around whores his whole life and Ew. talks about his whore sisters. I religious as a, chi- a chid. What? It's never a brought up that he's religious. It's never brought up that he's uh, any spirituality. I think, mm. you know, it's one of those like really weird stories where to me, it's just mental health gone off the rails. But in saying that, they were both in the military, which is like but religion also in itself. Both so it's like I'm sure that that sort sure, of idea, sure. those ideas were really cemented while they were it in the military. It almost seems like from a young age the power of authority and resisting authority mm. and kind of creating his own authority has been 
like an ongoing thing. Like mm. you, obviously in the military, you're told exactly what to do and when to do it. And, um, you know, his grandmother who was, who raised him, told him what to do and no one to do it. That actually, I completely forgot about the things all yeah. when he was a kid. He raped, he, like he what pretty much raped his sisters and like took photos of them. He was always obsessed mm. with porn. So it's almost like his mental illness of borderline personality disorder and his like authority manifesto have like melded with his like sexual fantasies, sadomasochism and pornography mm. and like all just created this horrible monster. I just like, for me, I hope there's a hell. I really do because I just think if there is a hell, I really hope he's there rotting right now. 100%. Because anybody that can murder He got out of it so easily as well. Yeah, he just took a little pill and went to sleep. Well, cyanide's not a cute little way to go, but still. But better than... Being raped and murdered. Yeah. I agree. Wow. Hectic. I don't know what I have to say on it. I don't know if I there's really not there's not much to not, reflect not on to it. It is, it, it is what it is. It's just like coming off. You know, the reason I wanted to do a story like that was because coming off International yeah, Women's Day, so. um, it's so important because this shit is still happening today. No matter it what, does. no matter what you, it really no matter does. What you um, believe or say, women are still being murdered. You know, um, yeah, in Melbourne, fucking. Why do I always forget her name? I hate that. Eurice Dixon. Eurice Dixon murdered and raped in a park by herself. It happens. Horrifying. No, it happens. No, I wanted to do a whole episode on that. And like, I saw a video yesterday of in Brazil, there was a trans woman who was who was murdered mm. by six men who kidnapped her and um, bashed her body, put it in a wheelbarrow, and then dumped her body in a in a ditch because she's so a trans just woman. Just the utter lack of like respect of like human life just, just shocks utter- me. Lack of empathy as oh, human yeah, beings. Oh, yeah, of course. It just, just, to me, it almost seems like we need to be talking about um, sexuality and and trans people and women at a young age. And mm-hmm. I just hate that in certain countries we don't, we don't openly talk about these things because that's why mm-hmm. we build an intolerance of homophobia and transphobia because, mm-hmm. like, these things aren't talked about and they're not in the media and they're not in films and so heteronormativity is just the norm and anything yeah. else should be uh, fucking murdered. Right? Yeah. I believe in that. I think that's bullshit. I do too. And it's hard as well because, like, I live in such a bubble. I say this all the time. So do I. Because I live in such a little bubble. Echo chamber. Echo chamber. Echo chamber. Hi. Yeah. Especially, uh, and it just, it's really bad. But but in saying that, when I lived in, not this is nothing to do with Wollongong, but just because of when I went to college, I was in Wollongong. Yeah. That was like a breeding ground oh, of that sure. behavior. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like seriously, I've I'm obviously don't do that. Any, I'm don't live there anymore. I lived in college for two years, starting in 2015, and I'd gone to a high school in the middle of Sydney. Mm. And it, I don't know. It sounds kind of weird when I talk about it, but feminist ideals were just the norm. Like yeah. in the school that I went to, was very progressive. I have pr- progressive parents. I was on Tumblr, so hello. <laughs> wow. I was um, on Bebo. I, you know, I all the rest. Habbo. All the rest. Yeah, yeah. And then I went, I re- specifically remember this, on like my third day of college, a guy who is my good friend now and I have a lot of respect for, but in 2015, I don't know, fuck, he came up to me in the halls of college and was like, oh, okay, so you call yourself a feminist, do you? And all this, mm. like questioning, fully being all like, oh, he, cute. Like, so what, Show what, does us that, your what does that mean, dull? Yeah, and I'm like, excuse me? 
Like, mm. what? It was so weird. It was, like, seriously... I can see... Like, I don't know. I'm not saying it's, that. You know like, what it is? You know what it comes fucking down to is that... These words are bastardized, like feminist. Well, yeah. Well, radical feminist, feminism has a PR problem. I'll say that until Absolutely. I die. Absolutely, and like, but the fundamentals of feminism is like. But that don't excuse. Don't, you know. Your stupid ass men. No. Can't brush your teeth. Who have dirty fingernails. <laughs> Like, don't. Just clean under those nails, Joel. Clean under the nails. Clean under the nails, And chop Joel. your toenails. Chop them up. Chop them up. Don't chop them up, just chop them chop down. Chop down. Um, here's <laughs> the thing. Like, literally, last week, here I am in drag, getting spat oh, on. And even. my wig ripped off my head mm-hmm. and pushed to the ground mm-hmm. and kicked. That happened to me last week because, and guess what? I'll give you three guesses who did it. What kind of person did it? <gasps> Stretch white white male. Male. That's the thing. And like, I don't, I have a lot of incredible supportive, um, hetero cis men in my life. I do. My brother is an incredible mm-hmm. support. My dad is an amazing man. Um, you know, like there's people, there are men in my life who are mm-hmm. fantastic. I'm sure your dad is incredible, but yeah. there are also a lot of, there's so much toxic, toxic, I hate using this Again, another toxic term that's been bastardized, but toxic masculinity does exist. It's men who totally. think that other men should not dress a certain way or act a certain way. And if they do, then they get threatened and decide to act in violent ways. So these things need to be normalized. Mm-hmm. And that's why we do fucking drag. That's why we like yeah. do these things because you want to normalize it. And that's why we make podcasts and goddamn talk about it. Yeah. <sighs> and that's that a lot. That's the tea on... Stop killing trans women is all I have to say. Stop killing everyone. Okay, I'm over it. I'm fucking Oh, I hate that ASMR. <laughs> but I, I love the message. You love the message, hate the ASMR. Yeah. Well, honestly, like, it's been a pleasure and a pain. In terms of, like, In terms S&M. of the story or as in... Oh, <laughs> No, it's been really good. I'm, I've, it's been. I really enjoyed having you on. I think you're a really good Same. company. And um, and I'm obsessed with myself. So I love. I can't wait to hear. It's gonna myself be next talking. next Monday, Monday, eight thirty p.m. AEST. I'm just really excited to hear what my voice sounds like. It's not because my boyfriend says it sounds like Drew Barrymore. You've got the croak of the Barry. I've got the croak. The croak tone. What do you call it? A voice um, crack warm up. It's called vocal fry, doll. Vocal fry. To me, it's that sounds like your. No, I've got nodules. To me, it sounds like you're um, you're in the south of New Orleans and you're about to get some shrimp. Mm. You're about to get some gumbo and you're having a vocal fry. That's what it sounds like to me when That's you say good. vocal fry. Well, it's not that. It sounds very southern bale. I'm. A, I only love three people in my life. No, three men in my Jesus. life. Jesus, my daddy, and Jesus. Wait, Jesus twice. Wait, what's the first one? I don't know. It's my daddy, Jesus. What does Lady Gaga say? My daddy. Daddy in Nebraska and Jesus. Nebraska. My daddy in Nebraska and Jesus Christ. Um, right, speaking yeah. of Lady Gaga, Stupid Love, what? what oh, my what? God. Stream it on Spotify and Jesus. iTunes. It's so good. While you're streaming Stupid Love by Lady Gaga on Spotify, iTunes, and Apple. Apple Music. Make sure, Who's using Apple Music? <laughs> make sure that you stream goddamn scared shitless podcasts as well. Yeah, honestly, um, they're in the same like they're in the same place. Just like just like while you when you finish Stupid Love, just go straight to this and spend an hour listening to this. Um, you can also follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. I even have a Facebook group now called the Scared Shitless Podcast Join Facebook it. group, and we just kind of like talk shit about scary shit. And mm-hmm. like I also post in there being like, who wants to talk this week? Anyone want to hang out? So, so if you want to be here, if you want to be in my position, if you want to be, want to be here, 
What? Is this what you thought, expected what you thought? Yeah, of course. Yeah. This setup? I'm not going to say it's it's a cheap setup, but it's not a studio job. This is $150. Yeah, yeah, but the studio. The studio it. obviously is not what you think. I and just, by studio, that's a stretch. Like I'm, I'm really, the definition of the word studio and this room probably are not in correlation. But. Not, not nowhere near. Nevertheless, here I am. Here we are. I really, <laughs> honestly, like, I appreciate everybody listening and the support because, like, I've wanted to do this for a long time. Mm. Um, and I have some really, really, really exciting announcements to make in the next few months. <gasps> so please keep listening because these announcements will be trickling down. I'll, I'm going to do, like, a little hint thing Ooh, um, in cute. the next coming months. That's so, hot. like, you got to kind of guess what it is. Um, but, again, love you so much. Thanks for tell listening. Tell your friends. Tell your friends. Tell your mom. Tell and your also- dad. Follow me on Instagram at Space Wars. Just before you all forget. Do it. That I exist. And please just like, if you want to message, um, just message the Scared Shitless podcast Instagram page or the Facebook page and be like, look, love the episode, but hate that you did this. And I'd be like, okay, yeah. amazing. Give me feedback. I love it. The feedback's all going to be like, it. get this woman off. Out of here with her vocal fry. That vocal fry needs to That vocal fry needs out. to stay. Take it back to New Orleans, the <laughs> <laughs> Thanks again so much. And I will see you next week. Thanks, everyone. Bye. Goodbye. <laughs>